0: today I wanted to talk about what it is to repent and believe. And when I say that, I want to keep in mind for you is that repent and believe are not meant to be two separate things, but rather that we repent because we believe. Now, uh, about, I think it was about a week ago, uh, I was getting on the Facebook marketplace, so apparently it's like Craigslist, but now Facebook has it because apparently About ten bucks so I'm like okay let me go grab the punching bag this morning before work and then I'll take care of the Legos a little later today so I have taken care of that I work through the day and then I need to go run the errands to go pick up the Legos. and then I'm, I'm going into the maps and I'm thinking to myself wow it's taking a lot longer for me to get there than I thought so I'm sending a quick apology to the lady and I'm saying I'm running 10 minutes late. Apparently, Jason's time is on the march today. And with that, is, I'm going as quickly as I can, legally, of course. And as uh, going along. And then I'm finally, I noticed that she had said that she was across from the Walgreens. And, and I'm finally about to take one of the last turns. And I'm like, this is taking me into a neighborhood. Where in the world is the Walgreens going to be? And then finally, I make the last turn, and then I realize what had happened. I had accidentally reverted to the address from the morning instead of the afternoon. And realized that I was now 10 minutes late because I had gone 10 minutes too far. I had gone to Cyprus. And I'm like, this is supposed to be my my I-10. And so I'm sending a message. So I may or may not have gone to the wrong address. I'm on my way, I swear. I'll be there in 12 minutes. And the lady got a really great laugh at me. I ended up being 25 minutes late. I had gone all the way there and realized immediately and just did UE and just came right on back. Because at that moment, I knew that I had gone the complete wrong direction. What are I going to do? Ask her to come meet me up there? Yeah, yeah, I went the wrong place. Can you just kind of come meet me up there in this random place? Or am I going to change my mind? Of course not. I'm going But is it. But is the moment that you realize that you've gone the wrong way, the only thing you can do is change your direction and go where you're supposed to go. And that's what I want to get across today as we're thinking that when we repent, it's because we believe in the direction that we're supposed to. Now, there was a, uh, a story that we're looking at just a little bit about Jonah. Okay? Now, Jonah, the story is more than just Jonah getting eaten by this you know, whale or big fish because they didn't have the same mammal fish distinction back in the days when the Bible was being written. It was something big in the ocean, swallowed up. Well, this in the sea, actually, it wasn't in the ocean. But with it, though, is that. There was actually something Jonah was supposed to do. The story is more than just getting swallowed up, by the way. He was supposed to go to this place called Nineveh. Now, Nineveh was a a pretty big, prosperous place. It was powerful. Originally, it was founded by this guy named Nimrod. Now, I thought that Nimrod was just what I called my sister when I was upset with her. Apparently, he's actually a guy in the Bible. I don't know. this person, Nimrod, set up many cities, one of them being Nineveh, and it became the capital of Assyria. You may remember Assyria, the northern uh, part of Israel, got pulled into exile by them. Well, the thing with it is that it was this huge city that was worshiping this fertility goddess named Ishmael. Now to realize is that when one of these cities or a nation state was following after a different god that also meant that they had practices and behaviors that were also not pleasing to the one true and of course if there's a fertility goddess then that meant that they were having practices based around fertility that were not pleasing to god as well and that's just among any number of other things the people of Nineveh needed to be told You need to repent. Now, when Jonah finally got there, if he proclaims you need to repent and believe in the one true God, they listened to him. Now, this could have been for any number of reasons. I mean, maybe he still smelled like a fish. I don't know. I wouldn't want to say no to somebody randomly coming up to say repent, who smells like a giant fish. But, In addition to that, is that he had left his homeland and come to the city to proclaim this message, being all by himself, and knowing what it is that God had him there to do. The people heard him. Even the king, even the king proclaimed this day, this day of repentance for. But you see, the thing with this is that it wasn't just about the people of Nineveh repenting believe in God. It was also about uh, Jonah. You see, Jonah, he hated the people of Nineveh. Jonah hated the people of Nineveh more than the people of Houston currently hate Baltimore. Just saying. <laughs> But with that, is that Jonah could not stand them. And here's the thing is that she did not want to go anywhere near Nineveh. That's why he was on a boat running away. And that's why the storm came, the people had to throw him off of the boat. The people on the boat were so afraid of God that they were making sacrifices, saying, God, we are sorry for tossing your prophet into the water. And yet Jonah himself couldn't seem to get over his own precious, his own hatred. And that's the thing about this, is that Jonah had been swallowed by a whale, had had to go all the way to Nineveh, proclaimed it, saw that God had actually done this work among the people of Nineveh. They repented, and there he is sitting out there outside the city, waiting and hoping that God will still smite them. You see, it was more than just about changing the direction of your actions. But it was also realizing changing the direction of your heart. Jonah was more compassionate toward a plant that was shading his bald head than he was for hundreds of thousands of people that God had mercy. See, that thing about repentance is that repentance is not a word that just means say that you're sorry or stop doing bad things. Repent is about saying you are changing your direction. You as a person, you are changing your direction. See, when we look at our gospel, what we end up seeing is that Jesus ends up continuing the message of John the baptizer. He's saying, repent and believe in God. But not just God, whatever you think of God, but rather saying in the gospel. And that's deceit, because it is good news. You see, instead of spending time out there telling the Jews yeah, you have it all figured out you've already gotten your you've been doing all the laws that you're supposed to do you're following everything good job don't worry we're going to conquer those Romans instead Jesus is out there saying now we're going in a new direction because this is going to be a world of mercy this is going to be a world of humility you the very people that are saying we are the people of God, you seem to think you've got it figured out, and if somebody says anything to you, you're going to ignore them, or even kill the prophets, because you don't want anybody telling you that maybe there's something that you should change. I am going to come and I'm going to say that instead of making it about sacrifice out there, it's instead sacrifice is that this is the same Jesus who is even going to usher in new life for the Gentiles. How much of a change in perspective is that? That the Jewish people have to realize that, yeah, they're the chosen people, and so are they. And that's the thing about Jesus, is that when he's coming, he's not just coming to get people to change their Behaviors, but he's also there to change their attitude. He's even there changing their culture. But you see, it wasn't just Jesus coming out to the rest of the world, you see, it was also Jesus needing to speak to his own apostles. What I always found interesting is that the apostles are out there fishing, they have just met the Messiah. Right there with John the Baptist. And what did they decide to do? Well, let's go back to fishing. Uh, a, a, a few months ago I, I was able to step away from the county job and now I have to come and focus here uh, on work. And and I'm spending this time and I'm realizing okay, you know, it's like, well, I get up, you know, fairly early. Seven for me. I don't know about the rest of y'all. I wake up at like 5:30. Don't tell me that's sitting wrong. Runners too. Uh, but with it though is I wake up, get to work, make sure I'm here, and I'd be here around eight, and then I'd be here at like five or six, and there' and sometimes people walk in like, why are you here so early or why are you here so late? And I'm like, I'm working. What is he thinking? I'm gonna do. And then I'm realizing. That the job of the pastor, it doesn't always fit the Monday through Friday 8 to 5. And realizing that, hey, you know, you were working until 9 of this one night. You should probably be a little nice to yourself uh, one morning. Or you should probably give yourself a nice lunch from time to time and just step away. My mindset was still on that funny job. That I was worried that someone was checking on whether I had clocked in at 8 o'clock. Was a 43 year old man. And I was like, what in the world? Changing my perspective, I realized that in my mind, in my head, I was still a employee. And that's the same thing, though, that as Christ's followers, is that oftentimes we're still going in that direction we were going in already. There Jesus is. And what does he have to say to them? Hey, come follow me. We're going to go proclaim the good news. So I'm going to make you fishers of men. Apparently y'all still see yourselves as fishermen, so apparently I'm going to have to try to speak your language. Okay, let's go fish, but well, let's go fish for the ones that I've called you to fish for. See, the thing is that God has plans and purposes for you. You may have had a certain in your mind. Maybe the way that you were raised as a child. Maybe the way that you spent however many decades working. Maybe whatever it was that you have been with your family and beyond. But God has a purpose and a plan for you that's distinct. You may have to unlearn some things. You may have to realize that whatever direction you've been going in needs to change. That's a hard thing for us to accept, because we may be the nicest of people, and we may be getting things, oh, I, I, I did a great job here, 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 but also realizing that God is here to change our hearts, because our belief is not that we have to figure out, but rather our belief is that God is the one creating step in each direction, which means that every single day is a day to pause and say, God, whatever direction I was going in yesterday, I need you to show me which direction you need to be going in today. That's what repent is. Metanoia, in the Greek, if you go back, it doesn't say, go to God and say you're sorry. Changing your direction but it's more than just changing your actions it's a change of heart change of mind change of soul change life and I think that that's where we are at also as a church I think there is ways and practices that maybe we just got stuck in either what we've expected or what we spent our time on. Or even sometimes just being disappointed. Maybe there's been something that we as a church have done that's disappointed you. I'm sure we've failed in some way. But that's no longer the direction. Because today, tomorrow, and the day after, and continuing, therefore, this is about directing toward whichever way God is calling us. Not so that we can believe, but because we believe already. So may we, as the people of God, spend our direction asking God, where do we go? Because He may have to change everything Leave everyone.